Chapter Three of the Boxcar Children. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sarah and Gracia Parshall. The Boxcar Children by Gertrude Chandler Warner. Chapter Three. Shelter. When Jess opened her eyes. It must have been about ten o'clock in the morning. She sat up and looked all around her. She could dimly see the opening where they had come into the woods. She looked around to see that her family was still safely by her. Then she looked up at the sky. At first, she thought it still must be night. And then she realized that the darkness was caused by an approaching storm whatever whatever shall we do now demanded jess of the air she got up and looked in every direction for shelter she even walked quite a little way into the woods and down a hill and there she stood not knowing what to do next i shall have to wake henry up she said at last only how i hate to as she spoke she glanced into the forest and her feet felt as if they were nailed to the ground. Faintly outlined among the trees, Jess saw an old freight or box-car. Her first thought was one of fear, her second hope for shelter. As she thought of the shelter, her feet moved, and she stumbled toward it. It really was a freight-car. She felt of it. It stood on rusty broken rails, which were nearly covered with dead leaves. Then the thunder cracked overhead. Jess came to her usual senses and started back for Henry, flying like the wind. He was awake, looking anxiously overhead. He had not noticed that Jess was missing. Come, panted Jess. I found a place. Hurry, hurry. Henry did not stop to ask questions. He picked up Benny, telling Violet to gather up the hay and then they ran headlong through the thick underbrush in Jess's wake, seeing their way only too well by the sharp flashes of lightning. "'It's beginning to sprinkle!' gasped Henry. "'We'll get there all right!' Jess shouted back. "'It's not far. Be all ready to help me open up the door when we get there!' By sheer good fortune a big tree stump stood under the door of the freight car, or the children could never have opened it. As it was, Jess sprang on the stump, and Henry, pausing to lay Benny down, did likewise. Together, they rolled back the heavy door about a foot. "'That's enough,' panted Jess. "'I'll get in, and you hand Benny up to me.' "'No,' said Henry quietly. "'I must see first if anyone is in there.' "'It will rain,' protested Jess. "'Nothing will hurt me.' But she knew it was useless to argue with Henry, so she hastily groped in the bag for the matches and handed them to her brother. It must be confessed that Jess held her breath while Henry struck one and peered about inside the car. All's well, he reported. Come in, everybody. Violet passed the hay up to her brother and crawled in herself. Then Jess handed Benny up like a package of groceries and, taking one last look at the angry sky and waving trees, she climbed in after him. The two children managed to roll the door back so that the crack was completely closed before the storm broke. 
but at that very instant it broke with a vengeance it seemed to the children that the sky would split so sharp were the cracks of thunder but not a drop of rain reached them in their roomy retreat they could see nothing at all for the freight car was tightly made and all outside was nearly black as night through it all benny slept on presently the thunder grew fainter and rumbled down the valley and the rain spent itself only the drip from the trees on the top of the car could be heard then henry ventured to open the door he knelt on his hands and knees and thrust his head out the warm sunlight was filtering through the trees making golden pools of light here and there the beautiful trees pines and white birches and oaks grew thickly around and the ground was carpeted with flowers and wonderful ferns more than a yard high but the most miraculous of all was a miniature waterfall small but perfect where the same little brown brook fell graciously over some ledges and danced away down the glen in an instant jess and violet were looking over henry's shoulder at the pretty sight how different everything looks with the sun shining exclaimed jess things will soon be dry at this rate it must be about noon observed henry looking at the sun and as he spoke the faint echo of the mill bells in the distance was heard henry said jess sharply let's live here live here repeated henry dully yes why not nobody uses this car and it's dry and warm we're quite far away and yet we are near enough to a town so we can buy things and we're near water added violet jess hugged her sister so we are little mouse she said the most important thing of all but began henry please henry said jess excitedly i know we could make this old freight car into the dearest little house with beds and chairs and a table and dishes i'd like to live here too said a determined little voice from the corner but i don't want to unless unless what asked henry panic-stricken unless i can have my dinner benny finished anxiously we'll have something to eat right away old fellow said henry thankful it was no worse for he himself was beginning to see what a cosy home the car really would make jess cut the last loaf of bread into four pieces but alas it was very dry the children were so hungry that they tore at it with their teeth like little dogs but benny was nearly crying he did not actually cry however for just at the crucial moment violet started a funny story about cinnamon bear eating bread crusts out of the ash can he ought to have milk said jess quietly to henry he shall have milk replied henry i'll go down the railroad track to the town and get some jess counted out a dollar in ten dimes and handed it to henry by the time our four dollars are gone you will have some work to do she said all the same henry did not like to begin his trip how i hate to leave you alone jess he said miserably oh don't you worry began jess lightly we'll have a surprise for you when you come back you just wait and see and she nodded her head wisely as henry walked slowly off through the woods the moment he was out of sight she turned to benny and violet now children she said 
what do you think we're going to do do you know what i saw over in the sunny part of the woods i saw some blueberries oh oh cried benny who knew what blueberries were can't we have some blueberries and milk we certainly began jess but the sentence never was finished for a sharp crackle of dry leaves was heard something was moving in the woods end of chapter three shelter recording by sarah and gracia partial sarahpartial.blogspot.com